Kira, and welcome to CIO Leadership Live. I'm your host, Cathy O'Sullivan, the editor for CIO New Zealand. And I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, Mark Hale, who's the Chief Technology Officer at AIA. Hello, Mark. How are you doing today? Good morning, Cathy. I'm doing well, really well today. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed, after an eventful week. Um, so to kick things off, can you tell us a little bit more about AIA and what your team does there? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. Um, so uh, I'm CTO for AIA New Zealand. Uh, I've been in the role now about 18 months uh, after many years in Singapore, London, uh, New York. Uh, my second time living in, in New Zealand. Uh, as CTO for the company, it's really my core responsibility to provide a secure and stable platform for the business to operate on and to innovate on. Um, AIA New Zealand's dream for, for the New Zealanders uh, to become one of the healthiest and best protected nations in the world. Um, as New Zealand's largest life insurer and leading health insurer. Uh, our purpose is to help New Zealanders live longer, healthier, better lives. Um, with that in mind, we have the Vitality Platform, which is a, a science-backed program which helps New Zealanders understand the current state of their health and remove barriers to better health and to create incentives to stay motivated to improve health uh, through exercise and nutrition, um, things like that. So for us, it's really about uh, enabling that um, the technology platforms that support and deliver on that um, privacy uh, and data security are a key part of that as well. Uh, interesting role and a lovely purpose as well for your organization. You mentioned there that you've worked, you know, in, in Singapore and uh, in the UK and elsewhere. And I'm sure transformation has been a huge part of what you've done in your previous roles. So, can you talk us through um, your approach to transformation? It's often thrown around, you know, as if it's a given within organizations, as if it's something that's easy to do. Um, can you tell us how the approach has taken shape in your own career? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting question, casting my mind back to the roles I've had uh, over the last 25 years or so, um, and how each one is really a personal transformation um, as we take on broader roles, more senior roles or other roles in the organization as we learn about the business. Um, each of those comes with its own challenges, language barriers, cultural barriers, acronyms, company culture. There's, there's, a real, there's a real amount of change that comes with each and every change in country or role. Um, it, it's, it's a real personal journey of discovery. I think it really, it's, it's a way of getting to know yourself better uh, and, and deeper. Um, I think, um, there's there's a lot of challenges that we that we face day to day uh, as leaders, but in each and every role that we take on, uh, we grow a little more. Hopefully, learn a little more, become a little bit wiser. So, walking back from that end product of transformation, whether it's a new system or a product that you're trying to implement, um, or you know, absolutely overhauling the business. What do you think from your experience in that 25 years of working in various different roles, what are some of the kind of key steps CIOs must take along the way? Is there ever something to, to kick off a transformation journey? Yeah, I guess that, that is, as, as you say, it's absolutely a, a journey uh, and not a fixed state. Um, it's, it's always a, wor a worry if we try and treat transformation as a project with an end date. Um, it's really about a transformation and continual change. Uh, for me, it usually starts with the, the word audit feels a bit heavy, but a kind of a, a, an assessment of the current state. Um, where are we um, from a technology perspective, from a people and skills perspective? 
that's the foundation. Uh, I think from there, it's important really to engage key stakeholders. Um, in my particular role, it's the rest of the exec team and, and my boss, the CEO, um, to really make sure that we develop a shared vision um, and, and that we're able to collectively prioritize once that vision's been set in motion. Um, things will change. Um, COVID will come and go. Um, priorities will need to shift. So I think the ability to embrace change um, and to, to really understand deeply that change management is a continual process. Um, and then to be able to monitor progress and, and, and have a feedback system um, is, is really critical. It's kind of a, it's a bit of a flow. It's, it's sort of the, the process I go through in my first 90 days of how do I set those steps and those pieces into motion and who do I need to talk to at which, at which stages of the, of the process of getting up to speed. Yeah, and it can be quite challenging. You you mentioned there, obviously, we've gone through COVID and um, the language issues that, you know, may have been a barrier in, in, in previous roles and in, in working in other countries. Um, what other kind of roadblocks or common challenges do you think that come up that CIOs need to, need, either need to avoid along the way or just be mindful of when they're going on this transformation? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, for any, It's rare that anyone would step into a greenfield environment and have something to build from scratch. So legacy systems are always there. How legacy they are will somewhat depend on the, on the business and the role that, that, that someone steps into. Um, but legacy systems and processes, and often those very intertwined, uh, are a key thing to look out for uh, and not underestimate the complexity that those can bring. Um, budget constraints, of course, are, are, are ever present. There's, there's, I don't think a company out there that would say they don't have budget constraints. Um, it's one that needs to be worked through very closely. One of my key relationships is with the CFO here. We need to work very closely to understand what the implications are of decisions or of not taking certain decisions um, in our modernization journey. Um, I think culture is a, is a big piece of this. Um, we, we as technology leaders um, need to understand where the resistance is to change uh, and to try and face into that early. Uh, it's not an easy conversation. Uh, people are generally, and I find myself um, in this group as well, we get quite wedded to the way we've been doing things. Um, it's natural to want to be more efficient, more effective at what you're doing. So changing that dramatically is uncomfortable um, and trying to understand whether it's discomfort because of the fear of change or whether it's discomfort through lack of skills, I think is an important differentiator. Um, and e either of those can be tackled, but if you get them wrong and you try and tackle it with the wrong solution, it can become a little harder. Um, but I think for me, those are some of the, the key ones. And um, yeah, I think that plays into earlier around change management and, and being able to address um, how change management is it, or change in an organization is continuous um, is, is important. I mean, that, that feeds nicely into my next question, which is around, you know, do you see there ever being an end date to transformation? You know, is it just that evolution or, you know, do you take that project based approach with deadlines and milestones, um, you know, celebrating the wins? Because is there a risk of if it is just this ever going change, is there that kind of change fatigue that might creep in as well? How do you see it? It's funny you say change fatigue. It's a phrase that we've used here in my time. Um, we, we've got a uh, certainly a high cadence for change. We like we like change as an organisation. I think there's no there's no fear of that. But it 
it, it needs to be balanced with um, sense of progress, I think, and, and you know, being able to set milestones uh, for deliveries. Things will, often things will need to run as projects. Um, other things will live as long-standing products as we adopt more agile ways of working. Um, so there's, there's a real balance to it. I think absolutely there's no, for me, real end date to transformation. It's a continual improvement journey. Um, sometimes that needs to be accelerated and an acceleration can more naturally fit with a transformation because it feels like a bigger change in a shorter time frame. Um, but I think overall, um, it's, it's a, it's an, it's a place organizations need to feel comfortable is, is that continu continual transformation and continually challenging yourself or, um, disrupting yourself. So you mentioned earlier, you know, that key relationship you have with your CFO. So in wider than that, in what ways do you collaborate and influence um, AIA and its leadership team? Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there, there, there are a number of stakeholders um, that, the, that the role has. Um, we, we meet often. I have one-to-ones with each of the other execs. Um, it's where we can really get into the detail of what's working, what's not, and where some of those priorities might be shifting. Um, ultimately, it's time. Um, being available, um, being accessible as uh, an extension of their leadership team when they're having key discussions, uh, and, and making sure that IT doesn't feel like an isolated part of the business, that, but that it can um, be pulled into conversations at the right time. Um, I think... Um, being able to show adaptability, again, I think I mentioned that earlier, is key. Setting, setting forward a vision and being too stuck with a direction can often feel like IT isn't flexible and isn't agile. So being able to build and demonstrate building of platforms and capability that enables the business to go faster um, really builds trust. Uh, and so the more conversations I have with my uh, with my boss and with my peers um, is uh, always time well spent. Now, the pandemic brought IT into sharp focus for a lot of organizations, and um, particularly when everyone had to uh, rush home and, and work from home and perhaps never had to ha do that before. How do you think the role of CIO or CTO has changed since the pandemic and how do you think it's going to evolve? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's been a huge change uh, for the role. I think um, perhaps in the past the role has been more of a delivery function or a keep the lights on type function, but it's really shifted to be more strategic partnership. I think the the tools and technologies, the the ways of working that techno that CTO CIOs have been able to deploy for businesses over the last few years now, um, VPN solutions, hybrid working. Um, AIA deployed um, a platform for our advisor community, which we call EAP, um, and it's really changed the game in terms of how we do business. Um, we, were, we were first to market with a platform that really enables our advisors to, to submit digital uh, applications on behalf of their customers. Um, I can't imagine what the world would have looked like had we not been able to push that innovation through. Um, we would have certainly been very, very manual and very paper-based for a lot longer. So it's a really um, strategic partnership, I think, that the, that the CTO role has, uh, a real voice at the table um, to support the conversation around change and how we grow the business. Um, we need to become more agile, certainly more resilient. There's no change in 
I guess the earliest earlier piece I mentioned around stable and secure systems, uh, but being able to deliver iteratively and and, and quickly uh, for the business um, is a, is a well is around processing and how do we support some of the change whether it's um, agile or some of the supporting technologies with with DevOps um, really enable the business to go faster. But we're the ones that should be leading and and are leading those conversations. Um, and the other thing, um, you know, that, that there is now a lot of pressure when it comes to getting people into roles. You know, we know there's a skill shortage out there. So how are you creating that internal culture that really helps people thrive at work and, and achieve those personal and professional goals? Yeah, I think that's a really important, really important part of the role. Um one of our three pillars from technology uh, that support our organizational strategy around building an engineering culture, um, being customer obsessed and outcome uh, focused uh, and simplifying and modernizing our technology stack. But it's really the first one around building an engineering culture um, that I think <clears throat> is most relevant to your question, Kathy. Um, we've deployed a lot of, excuse me, <clears throat> we've deployed a lot of training materials um, and certification programs. Uh, to the technology teams. We're a big Salesforce user um, as an organization. So using their Trailblazer framework is really important. We've deployed Cloud Academy, which gives people the chance to grow within their technology skill set. Um, we build um, a lot in, uh, in well-being and, and, and health and wellness. The, the purpose um, that I mentioned earlier is, is more than just a uh, uh, marketing, we really live and breathe it, um, and I think it's a it's a huge opportunity uh, as people join us to to grow in their careers and, and grow personally and professionally, uh, as as well as in their wellness, uh, if you like. Um, we've 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 yeah we've got a lot going on. We embrace um, internships, so we work a lot with Mission Ready and Tuputoa, um, and we're building. Uh, a stronger bench, if you will, around our talent pipeline. So we've deployed our career pathways in 2022, which allows technologists to grow to the kind of same seniority as managers. Um, and so we're not holding people back in, in, in those constructs. So that's really empowering for people. They can see career growth and opportunity. Yeah, it's interesting that you should mention those um, organizations to get people from more diverse backgrounds into IT roles. Um, what other practical things do you think can be done to get more people into IT that maybe have not considered it as, as a career path before? Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one. I think there's definitely an underrepresentation of in STEM fields generally from school. I think as, as leaders, we can be more involved in our kids' schools uh, around what they're doing. And certainly I've been to my daughter's primary school um, and, and seen what they're doing. Um, we can we can champion a lot. Mission Ready uh, are a great organisation when it comes to offering people shifting career opportunities. Um, an organisation called Take Two gives, I think, um, whilst I don't work closely with them, um, opportunities for people re-entering the workforce. So in, embracing those and working out how they how businesses can support those, I think, are a, a really a really important. So when you look back on your own career, Mark, are there any kind of mistakes that stand out that even though they might have been uncomfortable at the time, they really shaped you as a leader and you've really learned from them? Um, probably more than we've got time to share. Hopefully that's why I've grown. Um, 
I, I think some of it is is uh, around communication uh, and perhaps learning how learning how to read a room, but also understanding how decisions are made and how to approach changing strategy or delivering on a strategy. I think um, often you don't get many retries at, at shaping shaping a conversation. It's it's about timing. Um, so I think. Yeah, there's, there's been a couple of instances where, in, in retrospect, just doing a little bit more planning and preparation around how to tackle the execution of a strategy or a conversation is is really critical. Um, I think um, I think that's probably a key one for me. So what's the best career advice you've ever received? Some of it was in, as, a, as a result of those uncomfortable conversations, um, but also I think just to never stop learning. It, it feels cliche to say it, but we we live in such a fast-changing world as we look after IT, and we're custodians of systems that uh, and businesses that will hopefully, no doubt, outlive us. Um, it, it's really important to adapt and, and to keep learning and to be able to drive uh, teams forward through um, motivating them with new technologies and motivating with the right problems to solve. So. For me, it's about trying to stay uh, on top of tinkering with fun projects from time to time, but making sure I've got a, a good handle on what's going on in, in, in the teams and, and learning really along, alongside the teams. And for anyone wanting to be a CIO or a CTO, what, would you, what, what advice would you give them? Uh, it's a good question. I've been asked this a, a couple of times recently. Um, I think it's knowing yourself and knowing what you really want to do. Um, often senior roles are, are held aloft as a, a career goal and an aspiration, but they might, they're not right for everybody. Um, you will, as a technologist, be slightly removed from the technology day-to-day. You won't be as hands-on, and that naturally happens as, as, you, as your remit grows broader in your role and stakeholders change. Um, so... If you like doing that, then work out a way to keep tinkering on the sideline, but don't expect it to be part of your role um, and, and get comfortable with, um, how would I say, looking after yourself. Uh, they, they can be stressful and they can be high pressure roles. So make sure that you've got an outlet, whether it's exercise or meditation or, or both. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity there to uh, make sure that your well-being comes ahead of your, 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 your striving for a, a career or, or a role type. Absolutely. And I guess when you work in an organization that's so focused on well-being and health, it helps too. <laughs> so finally, <laughs> so finally then, Mark, um, you know, we, we are heading into um, a big year ahead. You know, we may have a change of government. You know, there's certainly a lot of chatter around recession in the in the quarters to come. So what's important to you in the months ahead? Oh, it's a great question. We're, we're, at this time of year, it's, it's almost the ideal question as we're looking at our strategy for the year ahead. Um, it, for me, ever-present will be with the, with the changes, the challenges, the change in government or the macroeconomic scenario will be about making sure we have stability and availability of our system. So <clears throat> um, stability is key. Security is key. Um, we uh, will no doubt see uh, increased activity targeted at New Zealand businesses um, over the coming year. Um, we are definitely in a good position, uh, but we don't take our eye off the ball when it comes to security or data privacy. They're, they're, they're paramount for us. 
Uh, our cloud migration is well underway, so we're adopting Azure for our core platforms. Uh, that's making great progress, um, but there's a, there's a lot of work for the teams ahead, so that, that's going to be a big one. Um, we're looking at uh, intelligent automation, uh, so which platforms and which processes are best suited to uh, delivering better value for our, for our customers and our advisors and our staff. Um, and, and really making sure that we're, we're ready for it from a skills and people perspective. There's a lot of technology there that we haven't aggressively used in the past. So I think there's, there's a big opportunity for us uh, to find people in market. Uh, we are actively looking for, for new talent. Uh, we're actively looking to support and grow our existing talent. So um, those, those two things coupled, um, it's, it's gonna be in a really exciting year ahead. Um, and of course, not to, um, not to forget the focus we have on our customer obsession pillar. I think the, the amount we can drive through automation, through self-service, uh, will really give a better experience for our customers and our advisor community uh, and, and really to drive the, the, the business and, and grow. Well, we wish you all the best with you, those big projects ahead. Mark Hale, Chief Technology Officer at AIA, thank you so much for your time today.